Welcome to the awesome podmix you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Despite what Uncle Marty says, all Marvel movies are cinematic. This movie is written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole and directed by Ryan Coogler. The movie opens with Shuri trying to recreate a synthetic heart-shaped herb for T'Challa's unknown illness. The composition is only 29.1% successful. She even prays to the panther goddess Bast despite being a woman of science. The team of scientists, her team of scientists tell her to be by T'Challa's side during his final moments, but Shuri wants to find a cure for her brother. Trevor Noah returns to voice the AI Grio. T'Challa passes away. I couldn't stop sobbing and whimpering during T'Challa's funeral. It's gut-wrenching. In the words of T'Challa, in my culture death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. We see T'Challa's mural and text written in Xhosa which reads The Panther King forever lives in us and rests with the ancestors. A spear and a shield lie alongside the coffin. The coffin is embossed with Black Panther mask and the Wakandan salute. The aircraft's bottom appears like a Wakandan mask. The coffin ascends toward the aircraft in the same way T'Challa descended from the aircraft in the first Black Panther movie. Marvel Studios' title sequence begins with Chadwick Boseman's images and quotes from throughout the MCU. It was very impactful. I didn't need any music to augment it. It felt like someone stabbed me in the heart with a spear. I think I was the only one crying in the theater. People were whispering, "Someone is crying." It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Shuri throws herself into work. We see that she has designed a Midnight Angel armor that gives super strength and super speed. One year later at the UN convention, Ramonda warns the world that they can't coerce them into sharing their resources. The Dora Milaje hand over the French people who were trying to steal vibranium from their outreach center in Mali. The Americans are trying to get their hands on vibranium underwater on a ship called Salazar, which is a reference to one of the Marvel comic artists. The Talukans are introduced. They steal the submarine suits and mercilessly kill the people trying to get their hands on vibranium. The CNN news reports on the incident. They think the Wakandans killed the Americans. The ticker reads: Scott Lang continues tour in support of his autobiographical book. Look out for the little guy. Queen Ramonda reveals that post her son's demise, she walked until she found water and burnt her ceremonial funeral attire. She felt T'Challa's arm around comforting her. This is something Ryan Coogler said about feeling Chadwick's presence at the San Diego Comic-Con during the trailer launch. Shuri's response is, "If I sit here and think about my brother for too long, it won't be these clothes I burn. It'll be the world and everyone in it." That is because she failed to save her brother despite her gifts. Chadwick Boseman's demise hit me during one of the lowest points in my life. I had already lost the will to live. I had not shared my thoughts with anyone around me. I learned how Chadwick worked on Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame despite his illness and painful treatments. Namor is introduced. Namor is played by Tenoch Huerta. Namor wants the scientist that made the vibranium detector machine. 
If Wakandans don't comply with his request, he'll wage a war on the surface world. Ramonda can't believe that there's vibranium underwater. Shuri even points out that Namor is covered in vibranium. There you have it, a human vibranium detector. Namor leaves the vibranium detection machine and a conch for them to contact once they've extracted the scientist. With Namor's intro, I felt his feathers would be his Achilles heel. Shuri accompanies Okoye to extract information about the scientist from her favorite colonizer, Everett Ross, despite Queen Ramonda's reluctance. Everett Ross owes his life to T'Challa, Okoye, Shuri and Wakanda. He provides them with necessary information at various points throughout the movie. He informs them that the scientist is a kid from MIT. The scientist kid turns out to be Riri Williams studying at MIT in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okoye and Shuri try to extract Riri from her college to keep her safe. The CIA attacks them because they want Riri for their selfish agendas. Riri's armor tech is a lot like Stark tech. The Talokans attack Okoye, Shuri and Riri on the bridge. It's a tough fight between Okoye and Atuma. Shuri tries to strike a deal with the Talokans to take her instead of Riri. The Talokans take them both hostage. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is the new CIA director and Everett Ross's ex-wife. I did not see that coming. Ross finds Shuri's Kamoyo beads at the crime scene and keeps them to communicate with the Wakandans. The throne room pillars have inscriptions that read, Rest in power, King T'Challa, it's been an honor, Wakanda forever. Queen Ramonda banishes Okoye and strips away her title of general. I feel absolutely terrible. That's not how you repay someone's loyalty, let alone the king's bodyguard. It's so not fair. I understand that you are hurting and it's coming from a place of sadness. But just take a moment, breathe. This is not acceptable. Loyalty is a two-way street. If I'm asking for it from you, then you're getting it from me. Maybe the Wakanda Disney Plus series will follow Okoye's story and the stories of other members of the Dora Milaje from here. In Namor's cave, Shuri is given traditional attire as she is a princess. Riri advises against wearing them. She says it's typical villain behavior just like in the movies. She references Princess Leia from Star Wars, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, and the white woman from Indiana Jones. Shuri still complies. Shuri finds the bracelet lying in Namor's cave beautiful. Namor reveals that it belonged to his mother. He gives the bracelet as a token of peace to Shuri. Namor discloses his backstory. He was born in 1571 in Zama. He reveals how famine affected their tribe. They prayed to Chak, their god of rain and abundance. It led them to a plant underwater growing from a vibranium rock. It helped them to live underwater and make it their home. Namor was born underwater and is a mutant. When his mother passed away, he wanted to bury her on surface land. He was appalled to see how the colonizers treated their kind. A priest curses young Namor, saying, El Nino si Namor. Translation, a boy without love. I wish they had explored this aspect of the character, but I guess it's too soon. Namor wants to form an alliance with Wakanda. If the Wakandans refuse, he'll wage a war against Wakanda and the surface world. He's also adamant about killing the scientist kid. If you want to kill a kid, you are a villain, period. Ramonda visits Nakia with a request. She wants her to rescue Shuri by any means necessary. Nakia was a war dog and a spy in the previous movie. 
She succeeds in rescuing Shuri and Riri from Talokan. Okoye meets Nakia. She expresses her hurt when she left before the events of Infinity War. Namor wages a war on Wakanda. He punches Ambaku and it shows how powerful Namor is. Namor water bombs the throne room yelling imperious rex. Queen Ramonda drowns trying to save Riri Williams. Namor gives them a week to mourn their losses and would return to finish Wakanda from the face of the earth. Two significant deaths in one movie. What are you trying to do? Kill me? At Ramonda's funeral, Ambaku asks Shuri to focus on Ramonda's hopes and dreams for her. Shuri says, "Those hopes and dreams ended with the person who knew me the best. If it were me, I would have written, 'Those hopes and dreams drowned with the person who knew me the best.'" Everett Ross watches the news and learns about Queen Ramonda's demise. The ticker reads, "A trade pact has been signed with New Asgard to create a for the life of me, I couldn't figure what it was." Ross is arrested for treason because Val bugged his Kamoyo beads. Shuri manages to synthesize the heart-shaped herb with 97% confidence from the fibers of Namor's mother's bracelet. After printing when the herb glows, they know it's like the original. In the ancestral plane, Shuri meets Killmonger. Her rage burns the throne room. Shuri calls Killmonger a coward. I like what Killmonger says to Shuri in response. Everything he says is 100% true. Cowards were the panthers who came before me and T'Challa. Shuri blames Killmonger for her brother's and mother's death. Killmonger says, "Don't you dare take that away from your mother. She sacrificed herself to protect the young girl from the lost tribe. Your father was a hypocrite. He would have killed that girl. Damn, he killed his own brother. T'Challa, he was too noble. He let a man who murdered your father live. Well, you can't argue with that." So what's it going to be? Shuri feels her mother and her ancestors abandoned her. She thinks the heart-shaped herb didn't work. She punches a mannequin just like T'Challa did in the first Black Panther movie. Shuri and Riri discuss diffusion and how they can dry the water off Namor's skin. Riri builds her iron heart armor with vibranium. Okoye agrees to use the Midnight Angel's armor. Namor is a formidable opposition and very difficult to defeat. During Shuri's one-on-one fight with Namor, Shuri chops one of his wings off. Like I had said in the beginning, Achilles' heel. Shuri is stabbed with a spear and it feels like all is lost. She manages to blast Namor off with the aircraft wreckage. She works through her pain and musters up all the courage. She's about to stab Namor when she remembers what Killmonger said. So what's it going to be? Are you going to be like your brother or take care of business like me? Just then Shuri sees her mother who says, "Show them who you are." Shuri remembers meeting the people of Talokan. Shuri realizes that Wakandans and Talokans are more similar than they know. Shuri shows mercy. Namor yields because he sees his mother instead of Shuri. I don't think there was any other way to bring things to a close, though it didn't work for me. I don't trust Namor. The real question is whether he's an ally or an enemy. Shuri reassembles Riri's stepdad's car. She assures her it'll be shipped before she gets home, though she keeps Riri's Ironheart armor with her. Well, that's not going to stop her from building a new one. We'll get to see that in Disney Plus series Ironheart. Shuri plants the heart-shaped herbs at the funeral site and it glows. Ambaku challenges the throne at Warrior Falls because Shuri is not interested. 
Okoye rescues Everett Ross tied in chains being transported to a prison. She says, Colonizer in chains, I have seen everything. Shuri visits Nakia in Heri. She wants to perform the ritual of burning her ceremonial funeral attire. She reminisces about T'Challa and tears flow down her cheeks. I couldn't hold my tears either. Mid-credit scene. Nakia introduces Shuri to her and T'Challa's son, Tusan. His actual name is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. The movie is dedicated to Chadwick Boseman. On a black screen, the text appear. Black Panther will return. The underlying message of this film is the futility of war. Since this movie is supposed to bookend Phase 4, which has also been the grieving phase of MCU, I have cried a ton throughout Phase 4. Goodbyes are hard. Dealing with grief is even harder. But in the wise words of Vision, what is grief if not love persevering? We still have Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out in some time. Until then, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll be launching the awesome pod mix page on Patreon next month, so you can support me there. I've put together some really cool exclusive content that will only be available on Patreon. So do become a Patreon member next month. Thanks for listening.